0: Um, Hello and welcome back to the new ARC podcast with me, Elliot, and my co-host, Saf. How are you?
1: I'm doing really well. How are
0: you? I'm doing mighty fine. I'm feeling very good about today's debate. I think I definitely have the upper hand for once, which will be good.
1: I, I agree. I'm feeling a little bit nervous today. Do my best to represent.
0: Good, good, good. Well, of course, as, as we mentioned at the end of last week's episode, we are going to be discussing crocodiles. But before we do that, I actually have a very exciting announcement to make because the voting is in for episode number one. And wow. The okay. results are... One please foxes are in the arc you you won,
1: Amazing. You won. <laughs> well, i'm glad i'm glad the foxes made it that is the yeah. most important thing a, a strong start definitely it,
0: it was quite a good majority <laughs> as well like 85 percent something like that you you're definitely wow. so strong got, start some,
1: on the fox front we got yeah. some fo- we got some fox fans listening which is fantastic
0: <laughs> you just wait that's the only animal <laughs> ever that's going to make an it <laughs> It's going to be foxes and foxes alone.
1: Well, that would be tolerable for me. Like Earth 2.0, just foxes. That's cool. I, fe- I feed foxes every other day. It's a random factoid. Uh, there's, some that, there's a family by me. So I went over last night. They're amazing.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I feed crocodiles every other day. Uh, Why not? Why not? Cool,
1: cool.
0: Uh, Cool. We will make a start on this week's episode then. And at risk of stating the obvious, crocodiles are deadly, devious, evil, man-eating machines. They kill about 700 people each year. And, I mean... The, the force of them closing their jaw muscles is about equivalent to that of a truck falling off a cliff. So that's, wow. that's quite bad. That's quite bad. I mean... Bad- bad- badass. <laughs> bad and badass. But uh, tell me, <laughs> what do you think is the worst way to die?
1: Man. There's so many bad ways to die that... I don't know. I don't know if being bitten by a crocodile would be up there. Um, I don't know, man. I think I think there's worse ways to die. Atom bomb, maybe.
0: Atom bombs are being, but that's just being torn to shreds. So if we go with the generalizations, you can have your head cut off, uh, torn limb from limb, suffocating, being crushed to death, uh, being torn to shreds. Drowning, Yeah, that, that's suffocating as well. Mm. But I reckon five or six general categories. Do you want mm-hmm. to know how many of those being killed by crocodile covers? It's about all of them. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh,
0: I, I mean, famously, they, they do the death roll. And they are one of very, very few animals that still see humans as viable prey. So they grab you mm-hmm. by the limb probably, possibly by the neck, and then they'll just spin you round and round and round underwater. And it's, it's because they can't chew, which is kind of sweet, <laughs> but it means they literally have to tear you to shreds whilst you're still alive, mm-hmm. whilst you're drowning, whilst you're being crushed by the, the weight of water above your head, whilst you're bleeding to death, whilst you're being torn to shreds. Am I making my case clear?
1: i i think you are but but here's the thing though right for a start it's like you know you said 700 like that's not very many people um you know compared to you know i don't even think that takes the cake as like the most amount of humans killed by an animal or a species i reckon there are plenty of other animal species that would kill more than 700 people a year. Yes, the way in which you die does sound pretty horrific, but it's so very unlikely. And then on top of that, the amount of people that are willing um, to be near crocodiles and kind of take their chance makes me feel like maybe it's so, so unlikely because there are loads of people, like obviously there are a couple of really famous ones. Obviously we all love Steve Irvin. Um, favorite animal, saltwater crocodile, right? Um, but, uh, and he didn't, his death did not come at the hand of a crocodile, and so you know, that gives me confidence that these deaths are A, highly, highly unlikely, and B, probably down to like, again, like probably humans taking the piss, so like being irresponsible or not, not taking the necessary precaution, showing crocodiles the necessary respect. I think it's down to the human rather than the croc. Um, But yeah, I'll give it to you. It's it's a bad way to die, but you're more likely to die of pretty much any other thing, including probably getting run over by a bus. Uh, That's somewhat
0: true. I mean, Steve Irwin was uh, a a mad Australian hunk. So... uh, I will plead an exceptional case there. Uh, But, yeah, 700 is is a lot of people. You're right. There are animals that kill more. Uh, So uh, to give our listeners some perspective, 700 would put crocodiles, more deaths than lions cause uh, fewer deaths than hippopotamuses famously cause. So it's it's in in the top few. And, I mean, there are people who say that mosquitoes kill millions, but that's a bit of a cheat, if you ask me. Uh, so yeah, it's definitely in the, in the top few, right. seven hundred, uh, and right, it's right. far more than sharks kill, for example. And people are quite happy to swim uh, in and around sharks. Uh, so yeah. th- th- there's a limit to how much you can put down to human error. There's six out of yeah. twenty-two crocodile species are considered dangerous to humans. Do you want to know how many shark species out of five hundred are? five that's about right yeah so it's, it's a fraction as many six out of 22 so that's about a third out of 500 yeah. it's one hundredth of shark species yeah. considered dangerous they're, they're, they're a lot worse than sharks and we consider sharks to be very bad so i mean to, that that does put it in some perspective doesn't it
1: well well for a start we haven't debated sharks yet and so I don't think we can we can say that they're considered to be bad they've got like a bit of a PR job to do because of the couple of films that came out again Hollywood to blame for that um, but yeah okay yeah they are compared to sharks they are worse um, we just that using that single metric of human depth right
0: Mm -hmm.
1: but it's a very limited viewpoint um i think you know we need to um look at it more holistically you know as we as we choose animals for for the arc and for earth 2.0 um you know i'm sure you knew this given your background but obviously you know crocodiles biggest reptiles on earth you know six six and a half meters 20 feet, weighing a ton, Uh, amazing. Uh, But also, you know, one of the things that I discovered in my little um, uh, research was that they're actually very closely related to dinosaurs and birds, um, even more so than um, reptiles. And I'm like, how amazing is that? Like we, you know, the dinosaurs, we can't take them with us because they're gone. But to be able to take, you know, the you know what is basically a dinosaur to earth 2.0 so that you know future generations can see and understand kind of like the evolutionary scale i suppose i think i think you know we can't leave behind such a what's the word such a significant and such a kind of spectacle of a species behind um, I think that would be quite quite a mistake. Mm.
0: Which I will quote you, your one and only concession in all of the podcasts we've done thus far. You admitted we're not bringing a T-Rex on board.
1: Yes. <laughs> this is genuinely <laughs> the
0: only thing you've conceded. And I think by extension, there is... There's quite a lot saying we shouldn't bring crocodiles either. I mean the ancestors of crocodiles, uh, they, they galloped over land and they did eat dinosaurs. They were, like, even worse than today's crocodiles. So, mm-hmm. that, that tells you how nasty and badass crocodiles are. That they can attack the, the relatives of T-Rexes, which you've admitted we're not bringing on board, because they're too much of a threat.
1: Well, it's not... It's just T-Rexes. Like, they... You know, there's a scene, I think it was in, like, Jurassic Park 3 or whatever, I lost count, where, like, a, like the great-grandfather of the crocodile eats the T-Rex and saves the day. Do you remember that scene? I'm not sure about your biology there. <laughs> Ancient sea creature,
0: not a relative of the crocodile, well, not any more of a relative than T-Rexes are. Stretching the logic.
1: <laughs> But I think I think T. Rex. It's, it's is, a Mosasaur, isn't you
0: know. it? It's a Mosasaur. It's one yeah, of yeah, yeah. the recent Jurassic Parks. Must be four or five by yeah. now. I, I too have lost yeah, count, yeah, yeah. and also stopped watching yeah. them because they're crap. But
1: yeah, <laughs> it was a Mosasaur,
0: and not necessarily yeah. related to uh, ancient crocodiles.
1: Well, they they are. It's a spitting image, mate. It's you know. It is basically a big crocodile. And it jumped up, ate the T-Rex, saved the day, and yeah, that made me feel warm and fuzzy inside. So uh, yeah, man, I think I think they're okay. Like, I think they can they can come on board and represent kind of all dinosaurs. Um, and you know, like we want a Steve Irvin 2.0 on Earth 2.0. So without crocodiles, we can't have that. And um, I was gonna save this for much later, but hey, this is a good segue for it. Steve's daughter, who's clearly very keen on crocodiles as well, Bindi. This is a quote from her and I quote, Crocodiles are misunderstood because they're not cute and fluffy. Crocodiles are very vocal, quite intelligent, and so, so capable of love. When an adult female rests her head on her mate's stomach, there's no way to describe it but love. They protect their babies and their homes and they have the most delightful sense of humor. And I trust her because I love Steve Irwin, everybody does, and this is his daughter and you know I think again they're just misunderstood, dude. do, do you like Steve Irwin? Let's let's chuck that in there. You're a fan. I'm not a
0: huge fan of Steve Irwin. No.
1: Oh no. how how, how is that even possible? Why not?
0: Well, he, he just went around wrestling crocodiles. That's not impressive. That's he stupid.
1: Did didn't, he, didn't he do a lot to bring awareness? And didn't he do a lot for conservation? And, you know, all that good stuff? Or, or was I kind of like... Yeah, well, I on? mean, I
0: would be absolutely taken down by the audience for saying this. Because
1: it's a lot of my And, yeah, what he did
0: was great, Impressive. But it, it wasn't especially great for the crocodiles. So <laughs> if I can briefly th- yeah. uh, take a, a diversion from my Devil's Advocate course, the crocodiles right. didn't really need to be wrestled by Steve Irwin. It's, 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 it was actually banned as a sport in Israel in 2003, crocodile wrestling. Absolutely stupid thing to do. I mean, you don't even yeah. need to ban it, really. <laughs> but, yeah. I mean, why on earth would you go around doing that? Who thought of that as the idea for a TV show? You have to be pretty insane, yeah. I
1: think. Well, he was a bit bonkers, but I think, you know, he won the hearts of, of the world doing that. And I think there's scope for, you know, a Crocodile Hunter 2.0 and, you know, for the legend to continue, um, maybe his son or, or somebody else. So, you know, again, for, for for that, and we'd stream it on YouTube again for ad revenue and whatnot. And for that, a very critical component is having Crocs on Earth 2.0, without which the show cannot be greenlit. To which
0: I'll remind you of episode one, in which I suggested... <laughs> Uh, A central premise for a sport uh, being laser jetpack fox hunting, and you said that was inhumane. So what is the difference between laser jetpack fox hunting and uh, Earth 2.0 fox, uh, sorry, crocodile wrestling?
1: Oh, huge difference. For for a start, the laser fox hunting is going to lead to the death of many foxes at scale, Uh, because lasers are very efficient at killing things. Crocodile really? wrestling, but, well, lasers are like Star Wars, do in, in sci-fi. Um, yes, <laughs> not, not yeah, in real yeah, life. Sci-fi. right? Okay. Well, I come between Star
0: Wars and laser tag.
1: Yeah, mm, okay, but laser tag. Okay. Mm, okay. Well, I was under the impression this was like real, real lasers, not laser tag. They're, um, they're like plasma but,
0: blasters in Star Wars. They're not even real lasers. They don't look like lasers. They don't act like lasers.
1: Wow, well, I don't know. But, but lasers <laughs> to me is like a death ray, right? Okay. Um, well, crocodile wrestling, well, no, no crocs are going to be harmed in the wrestling because... It's a crocodile. Like, it's just, if anything, the 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 human is going to die. And the fact that they're willing to take the chance, you know, shows, demonstrates bravery slash foolishness on their part. But the crocodile is just taking it easy. Like, the crocodile is not in any danger of being beaten in a wrestling match with a human. So it's just they're just humoring the human, it's just play, play fighting for them, is Like bullfighting yeah.
0: it is the analogy you're drawing.
1: No, 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 because the bullfighting is like massively um, rigged, like mm-hmm. because again, the bullfighting, if it was done, well, I don't know about. How much crocodile wrestling is rigged? I have It doesn't. There hasn't been an expose on that yet, to my knowledge. But bullfighting massively rigged because if you had a straight up bullfight, the human doesn't stand a chance. So they like massively like maim and injure and mess with the bull uh, to create the illusion of the brave um, matador or whatever. So I'm completely against bullfighting. Completely against fox laser killing but with the crocodile wrestling I, I i'm not for it but i'm not as against it okay. so two rules
0: for earth 2.0 mm-hmm. games have established it has to use yeah. impossible sci-fi weapons and it has to be fair okay
1: so yeah. it has to be fair, fair- to the
0: yes absolutely agreed well what I mean you must have come across this in your research about how you do beat a crocodile when you're wrestling it. Which is quite easy.
1: Is it really? I have not come across it. Please please tell me. In case yes, I ever so, find myself in that situation.
0: Oh I mean, there is two different things. So if it's already bit you and it's the same as what you do for sharks, you gouge its eyes out. I mean you've already lost by then. But but as a last resort you go for the eyes same with sharks but before hopefully it's bit you that's (laughs) uh, a course of last resort what you have to do is uh, actually just hold its jaws shut because the the muscles that open its jaws are super weak you can easily easily hold them shut and they say that a rubber band uh, a strong rubber band can do it for most crocodiles
1: wow okay so it's actually not a
0: very macho sport at all
1: yeah, but, but look, they're the closing the jaw is obviously phenomenal. They're opening the jaw is clearly not very good. But as you go to hold their jaw together, there's a very real risk that they can come down on your hand. So it is still pretty impressive if you're willing to take that risk. It's 50-50. hmm.
0: I mean, it just goes to show how awful Steve Irwin was at it, that he had to wrestle them at all. He just needed a pack of rubber bands and to walk up behind them. He was approaching it all wrong, is what I'm saying.
1: He had no finesse.
0: Mm. No finesse. I I will be the next Crocodile Hunter, and I will show him how it's done. It takes a pack of rubber bands and a clever sneaking up attempt.
1: Mm. it wouldn't make for a very good show it wouldn't it
0: wouldn't but it would prove my point which is more important okay. in my perspective okay
1: okay, okay. well I, I well whatever 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 happens today I would love to see that I would absolutely okay. love to see you sneak <laughs> up behind a crocodile and draw with a pack of rubber bands that I would love to see.
0: There you go. Settled. (laughs) That's that's my TV career in the (laughs) bag. Oh, God God forbid. God forbid. So, we've
1: established.
0: I'm going to call. Go ahead.
1: Yeah, this is super interesting. I think it's amazing. And I think it would be helpful to make their case on board the Ark. So crocodiles have the most sophisticated heart in the animal kingdom and actively change the destination of blood that flows through it depending on requirements. Now, I'm a big believer especially for Earth 2.0 that you know as we, you know, um, seek kind of new frontiers of space and all that stuff, I think there's a lot that we have yet to learn about everything uh that could benefit the human race in the future and one area that we could look to is animals um you know to to learn from them and um and i think again like maybe at this moment in time on earth 1.0 with our rudimentary scientific instruments we haven't quite figured it out but in the future i think having a few crocs on board where we could do the relevant tests on their heart would enable us to you know figure out what they're doing and implement that into our hearts so that we could change the destination of blood flow depending on requirements i think that'd be pretty cool um so yeah i think you know for research and scientific purposes um you know they'd be handy as well
0: some extent I would respond to that by saying there are many, many, many animals which could teach us more interesting things. So, for example, uh, elephants. Elephants can teach us how to combat cancer. They have, I think, 40 times uh, more uh, copies of the the TP53 gene, uh, which is a cancer suppressant, very, very helpful in combating cancer cases.
1: Uh, Absolutely. We should bring them on board. We should bring elephants on board for sure, we should. (laughs) Giraffes have one-way
0: valves in their necks, which are very, very useful for changing the flow of blood, can teach us how to uh, train our astronauts uh, for for, Mm low-gravity environments. There are lots of animals which can teach us lots of things. I would argue that the the risk-reward profile for bringing crocodiles on board uh, would would tip against uh, the usefulness uh, of was it being able to change the, the flow of blood around the body?
1: No, no, no. The most sophisticated heart in the animal kingdom, which means it is number one, and therefore there is Ooh. no alternative. Well, there are alternatives, but they're not... And, and we want the best of the best for Earth 2.0, for humanity 2.0, and I, for one, would love to study the most sophisticated heart... In the animal kingdom to see what we can learn from it so yeah we will bring the giraffes we'll bring the elephants all good but let's bring the crocodiles as well The little
0: sophisticated heart who came up with that rubbish
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> science bro science
0: science science okay <laughs> How about, are you aware of the dangers of dissecting crocodiles to study their hearts? Because this could be a major putting off factor in this research. Okay. This is one of my favourite things about crocodiles and other large reptiles. So it applies to Komodo dragons as well, for example. Okay. But even after death, there are many stories of this when they're being dissected. They'll, I mean you'll stick a knife into their body and they'll spasm, literally jump off the table kicking out all the, the researchers, the scientists that are wounding them, things like that because they have such sort of slow uh, twitch muscle fibres uh, that they still remain active for days after death uh, weeks even I think in some cases so even after death that crocodile can still bite you and kill you maim you if you're trying to. Well,
1: this is fun. this is fantastic information that we should definitely pass on to our researchers on board. So, you know, they will ensure that the crocodile has been set aside for whatever it takes. Three weeks, four weeks, maybe a little bit extra just in case. Before they do the the autopsy and whatnot. So um it's fantastic as long as we are armed with the right information and the right data we can keep everybody safe you know so so that's that's great and i'm sure on top of that we could you know sedate, you know in, sedate them some way uh you know as an extra measure, that's not how possibly. involuntary
0: muscle twitches work i'm afraid to right. tell you okay
1: <laughs> right in, in in that case we just let them, you know, we let them be for a bit longer, mm-hmm. uh, however long it takes, uh, before we, we, we do the, the surgery.
0: This is interesting. This, this is a new angle for you. So what you're saying is we bring two crocodiles <laughs> on board the ark, we've killed at least one of them, left it to rot for several weeks, and then we are going to tear out its heart to study and we'll, oh, no, we might no. let the other one free on Earth 2.0. We're going to have one crocodile
1: left, and one crocodile no, heart. No, no, we, we we're, we're not going to kill the crocodile. So, so for a start, I'm sure there are ways, and if there aren't, there will be in the future, ways in which we can study the heart whilst it's alive. It doesn't need to be killed for a start. And then, eventually, uh... It is going to die of natural causes uh, and then we will uh, we will let it stand by for a while and then uh, perform surgery. Um, you know, it's kind of like an autopsy with benefits. You we wouldn't have, have con- live
0: for It's quite a while.
1: Up to 100 yeah, years. But that's, that's in the grand scheme of things that's nothing okay well well i mean the second autopsy
0: risk i haven't even touched on and that's their stomach acid it's the most acidic of any animal it dissolves steel so i am not putting my hands anywhere near that animal's internal organs That, that that's just a death wish i think are you really going to get a willing scientist to cut it open
1: for sure, PPE.
0: PPE. What PPE do you wear against acid that dissolves
1: steel? The the appropriate PPE. <laughs> um, lots of it. Yeah, <laughs> lots of it. And again, you know, this is just a matter of technology, and you know, the longer we continue down the path that we're on, the faster the rate of Technological advancement—you um, know—once upon a time, the idea of building this arc and venturing out to Earth two was just a dream. And look at us now; here we are—you know, the, we're 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 basically curating the guest list, right? Uh, about to embark on this maiden voyage. Is that fair to say? It is, is it? The maiden voyage hmm. to maiden Earth two <laughs> i don't think i don't know if it can
0: be a maiden voyage if it's your only voyage that's probably stretching the term
1: uh, maybe, but it sounds nice and dramatic doesn't it um so yeah i think i think we will uh eventually have the right ppe uh and, and it's great because the fact that they live to be 100 years gives us plenty of time to invest into R and D. And, you know, get our ducks in a row such that we are able to perform the autopsy when the crocodile passes away. Hmm. So (laughs) they have plenty of time
0: to assassinate every human being on Earth 2.0, 100 years. And then hopefully we'll still have enough people left to cut them open at the end, in which case they'll die crying. Lovely. Do you do you happen to know how to escape a crocodile? Incidentally, so we've we've covered how to uh, stop it from biting you. We've covered what to do if it has bitten you. How do you actually yep. get away from a crocodile? if It's running after
1: you. They're very fast. So crocodiles. I, yes, that that's something that I learned. I thought you could outrun it, but apparently you can't. No uh, so yeah, I, yeah, that's wild um how how do you this is like very educational this is <laughs> hella useful if i ever if i ever end, end up in australia or something so go for it how do i escape Aussie, crocodile
0: oh, i grow up know, with this I <laughs> how do you escape <laughs> crocodiles sharks deadly snakes and spiders and then we get on to like kindergarten yeah okay so how do you escape a running crocodile as you run in zigzags because they are very fast oh. but they're not very agile. So they can't turn, change direction quickly,
1: which means if you run zigzags, you will be able
0: to escape them, which bodes very poorly Mm. for being trapped on the deck of a ship with a crocodile, because famously ships are very narrow, so you cannot Mm. run in zigzags. I'm I'm just wondering if you've thought this through completely.
1: Hmm. Hmm. So the ships being narrow well for a start the crocodiles would be in the crocodile chamber right yeah, which, sorry which, take which me is, through
0: that for a minute
1: the crocodile chamber what does this yeah, the look crocodile like? chamber the crocodile chamber is perfectly designed to house two crocodiles Uh, It mimics the natural habitat. So there's water, there's all the stuff the crocodiles need to feel at home. And they are, importantly, very secure, such that no crocodile can get out. And it is isolated away from the humans so that we don't need to zigzag. We don't even need to jog. We can walk. At a leisurely pace, between the human sections of the ark. Uh, yeah, man, have you not have you not been copied in on the plans?
0: And have you not seen Jurassic Park, Jurassic Park Two, Jurassic Park Three, Jurassic Park Four, Jurassic Park Five, Jaws Two, Jaws Three, Jaws Four, Jaws Five?
1: Yeah, oh, I've this- seen some of them. I do, but I would like to believe that the crew aboard the Ark, this Ark that we're talking about, is more competent than the Jaws and the Jurassic Park folks. We've learned from history. So again, it's fantastic that you've watched the films. We know where the blind spots are. We know where the liabilities lie. And we have done everything you know to mitigate that. Therefore, the Crocodile Chamber.
0: Mm. Thank you, Richard Hammond. It's going to be an impregnable <laughs> Crocodile Chamber.
1: Four words,
0: Life finds a way. We will see.
1: Earth uh, okay. uh, 2.0. It will, absolutely. It will.
0: It will. It will. To, to change the course, though, I, I will quote you the favourite line I've come across all week people will gamble more if they are holding a crocodile do you want to try and unpack
1: (laughs) that for me right you had a go at me for the most sophisticated heart in the animal kingdom who (laughs) came up with this
0: this was great I, i absolutely love this i was reading this literally half an hour before we started recording and, it, yeah, that, that was the only line. There was an isolated quote. People would gamble more mm-hmm. if they are holding a crocodile. So I looked it up. This is genuine research. Right. Aussie scientists, as you can expect, they are the only ones mad yep. enough to try this. And, yeah, I mean, actually that sentence does say it all. This was a piece mm-hmm. of research done where they got people to hold a small crocodile, like a one-meter crocodile, whilst they were playing mm-hmm. an imaginary slot machine. So they faked up a, a slot of machine rig and got people to hold the crocodile whilst they were doing it, and not hold the crocodile. And people gamble more if you're holding the crocodile.
1: So Why? I mean, they're, they're
0: hotbeds for vice. They, they they are encouraging people to gamble more. The explanation the scientists Why? came to, yes. Yeah, so the, the way yeah. this was explained, uh, which, which makes some sense, is that when people were holding the crocodiles. Uh, that they, they were more instinctual. They were giving way to their emotions. They felt like they were on a high already. Uh, they, they were all hyped up. Uh, so they okay. were betting more early and continuing to bet. Okay.
1: Okay. So that all kind of makes sense. Um, and okay. So that. So, so so let's let's isolate the variables. So, on the one hand, we've got the holding of a crocodile, and that leads to, what do you say, getting high? They, they feel better about themselves, something like
0: that? It leads you to have an adrenaline rush equivalent. Cool. Okay. Yeah.
1: Okay. okay. Well, I'll take that. So, so, part one, holding a small crocodile gives you an adrenaline rush. In and of itself, not the worst thing in the world. Then secondarily, if you happen to then be uh, in front of a slot machine, let's say, your propensity to gamble goes up, fine. Two very separate things. So this means we should take small crocodiles to earth 2.0. So as in when people need a bit of an adrenaline rush, we give them a small crocodile to hold. What we do, and this is all part of the governance of earth 2.0 we ban slot machines and gambling because they are bad for you they ruin lives so you remove the secondary vice component and all you've got is a small crocodile and adrenaline rush that ain't too bad so the crocodile comes but gambling doesn't sorted very yeah, you're welcome i
0: mean gambling's like this entry-level drug i mean the people who are more likely to engage with gambling are also more likely to shoot people and more likely to engage in other crimes so by banning gambling you're then going to force these people who would be gambling onto being crocodile holding mobsters which i think is on the whole
1: worse no 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 because the the gambling you you can argue is the gateway drug you remove the gateway drug and there's no gateway so yeah so they have to step through be, it no 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 they will just be wonderful law-abiding citizens that's not it's how the, it works you see it, it is it's like it's how you know well that's the bad rap that that we've got right it's like People don't say, oh, stop weed, and then they're going to go straight to crack. Like, that's not how the argument goes. <laughs> the argument goes, if if there is weed, that lures them in under, like, a false sense of security, and then before you know it, they're smoking crack. So that's the argument. To say, remove weed, no crack then, and then everyone's good. So this is kind of my logic. Remove the gambling, no... no You know, no hardcore crime. Everyone's good. Okay,
0: okay. (laughs) You're somewhat on the back foot on all of these
1: arguments. (laughs) Would you like to make any points in favour
0: of of crocodiles making it on board? I
1: I, I would. I I will say the back foot thing is uh, very much like Ali's rope-a-dope. Okay. do Do you know where I'm coming from?
0: No, my pop culture Are is terrible. Boxing?
1: Right. So in boxing, uh, I used to be really into boxing when I was a kid. So Muhammad Ali, when he used to box, he would um, be against the ropes. That's where obviously the terminology mm-hmm. comes from, like literally against the ropes. And pre-Ali, generally speaking, that wouldn't, it wouldn't be seen to be a positive move. But Ali kind of changed it on his head and he did voluntarily be against the ropes to tire out his opponent. It's uh, cheating, he isn't would kind it? of, No, no, he would just uh, dodge and weave and kind of be against the ropes. And for the longest time, you'd think he's losing, but then he'd come back and, and win. Um, so that's, that's kind of that's my strategy. For to, it's it's boxing, mate. Um, the point is to punch each other in the face. So, well, it's a strategy that he employed that paid dividends and kind of he's inspired me to take that on uh, for today's um, crocodile debate. But I've got a couple of points, which mm-hmm. is pretty cool. Um, two actually. So the first one, it's kind of similar to the sophisticated half thing. Again, something humans can learn from them. Crocodiles possess a homing instinct. In Northern Australia, three rogue saltwater crocodiles were relocated 400 kilometers by helicopter, but returned to the original location within three weeks, based on data obtained from tracking devices attached to them. That is super impressive. And I think, again, without opening them up, we could you know, uh, use tracking devices to learn a thing or two from them about this homing instinct, which could help us in Earth 2.0, In many, many different applications. I know. What Um, that means
0: is we're going to go to all the effort to bring them to Earth 2.0. Then they're just going to fly back home.
1: (laughs) What's the point there? They they can't fly. They they can't fly, dude. You just wait. Evolution. Here we
0: come. (laughs) (laughs) Relatives to birds, he said.
1: Yeah, yeah. But again, you know, there's no. It's very unlikely. God works in mysterious ways. And Darwin. (laughs) The second point, which I think is also fantastic, and we could learn again a lot from it, is that larger crocodiles can go for a year without eating a meal. A croc's metabolism is super efficient, using and storing nearly the entirety of the food it consumes. Um, And so a couple of fantastic... Points for this. So the first one, we don't need to bring any food for the crocodiles. We bring on board. That's going to save us space and save us money. They're just going to be fasting, right, for the journey. Uh, so that's great. Secondly, I think there's a lot that we can learn from them against studying their metabolism, etc. Because you know, there's a real benefit, you know, for humans with fasting. We all know that. Like yogis can go for a long period without fasting, but a year. That's super impressive. Imagine if me and you could go for a year without eating, how much more stuff we'd get done. Um, so, yeah, there you go. That's my, I think, you know, in the name of productivity, we should study their metabolism and we don't need to bring food for them aboard the ark. Win-win. Some, some strong
0: points there. I'd actually read two years they can make it without food.
1: Uh, I guess it depends how large
0: the crocodile is, uh, whether it's living warm, cold water, those sorts of things. But yeah, I mean, my argument against both of them is simple, uh, which is that lots and lots of animals would fill uh, one or both of those criteria. So birds, pigeons, flamingos, uh, waders have brilliant migratory homing skills, far, far more impressive than those of crocodiles, as do sharks, as do butterflies, as do dragonflies. I mean, <laughs> most animals, I would argue, are more impressive at home than crocodiles. As for going okay. long times without eating, uh, the same applies for every reptile, essentially. Uh, that That's uh, uh, part of their being cold-blooded, part of their uh, matrix. Two, two years, so, though? Two years? Well, well, that's that's their size and and being reptile. So if we brought a T-Rex on, (laughs) it would be somewhat similar.
1: Okay. Mm. 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 But the thing Uh, is, all of these things are packaged in one crocodile. See, we can't, you know, the butterfly may have a homing instinct or a dragonfly, but, but they can't do the fasting. They haven't got the sophisticated heart. So, like, you know we're, we're killing many many birds with this one croc
0: that that's very true that's very true and because i'm feeling so bad for you in this debate uh, i do want to actually <laughs> raise a point in your favor unprecedented okay. move okay. unprecedented yes but have okay. you heard of show the crocodile what show cool name isn't it
1: yeah, nope, haven't heard I, of I'm going to
0: change my name to Pocho after this show. So, Pocho is an okay. American crocodile uh, who became very, very famous uh, end of the 20th century uh, by becoming okay. really good friends uh, with uh, a local fisherman, uh, Gilberto Shedden, I believe his name was. And yeah, mm-hmm. uh, Shedden found uh, Pocho the crocodile injured. A bullet wound to the head, nursed him back to health, Whoa. and they stayed friends for twenty-three something years until Pocho died, aged fifty.
1: And that's quite cute, isn't mm. it? That's super cute. So guess what? Bindi Irvin, Irwin has just kind of, you know, backed up her point. Yeah, you?
0: yeah. I mean, I. Uh, uh, it's a good story. A few ca- caveats to the story. Uh, in every other documented case of crocodilian-human friendships, they they don't last because crocodiles, as with all reptiles, unnervingly, unnervingly have these killer instincts. So even after two years of friendship, they can still attack and kill you. So actually what they think happened is the bullet wound to the head. Uh, Crossed uh, some of the neurons in its brain, uh, so it changed oh. uh, some of Pocho's instincts. So he wasn't going to kill uh, Mister Shedden anymore. Possible, unproven. We don't know. It could just be right. Pocho is really right. nice and crocodiles are lovely yeah. angels. I'm skeptical. Yeah.
1: Could be. Yeah, yeah. 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 We, but I think as part of our res- as part of our research uh, into the heart and the homing instincts and the fasting, we could also do some research into their brain and i'm sure you know we could do what we, we, we could we could replicate pocho's brain onto the crocodiles on earth 2.0 so that they are all friendly what you're
0: to- talking about is raising an army of mutant zombie crocodiles
1: very very no, we did. Ju- We just fine-tune their brain to get rid of the killer instinct so that they're friendly. And they can be like an emotional support animal for the residents of Earth 2.0. Actually, I haven't said that. I'm pretty sure I haven't made this up. I saw like a video. It went viral on social media. I think it was on like the Dodo channel. If not, it would have been one of those types of channels where there's a guy and a croc. And this is not Pacho because this is like today, right? In the day, it's it's not from like the 20th century or whatever. And they're loving life. Like, they're best buds. And it's great. Like, and he hasn't been shot. The crocodile does not have a bullet wound to the head. Uh, Just a loving crocodile. And he is kind of the guy's emotional support animal because he um has like anxiety and uh ptsd and stuff and the crocodile keeps him calm
0: that's nice uh, i'm still not going to keep <laughs> a crocodile as a pet I- i'm going to tell you that straight out i'm going to sneak up behind it put a rubber band around its snout <laughs> and be named the next steve irwin very very simple yeah no, very simple plan but effective i think yeah, yeah. fair enough Fair well, there you have it. I think we've both made our cases, uh, some we stronger are. than the other. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Oh, I feel so bad for you. Crocodiles were such a mean subject to, to um, burden you with.
1: I, I, what are we going to do, do next don't week? Know. Yeah, I don't know if it would have been the worst, um, but it is it, up there, I suppose. But you know, I, I do like them more now. Um, what are we going to do next week? We
0: can do the hmm. slimy boring you, sponge.
1: Go on, Seth. Slimy boring no, sponge. I no, I don't even. I don't, I don't even know what that is. So I think we need to pick a bit probably more the hardest a,
0: animal for you to argue for. I reckon. Right, but slimy but, but, boring on. sponge.
1: But, but that, that could be like episode two hundred and seventy-seven yeah. once we started running out of more animals. Uh, hmm. So next week, let's do something neutral. Like ferret.
0: We're gonna do ferrets next
1: week. There we go.
0: You heard it here first. Okay. Next week, episode seven. Seven. Episode seven will be ferrets. Okay. In the meantime, head to at New Ark Hives on social media where you will be able to vote for or against crocodiles coming on board the Ark. toss in a last-minute vote for dolphins we had last week. you are probably too late for that, but you never know. Vote against them coming on board, because dolphins are the scum (laughs) of the earth. They are sexual predators. And, yeah, in the meantime, I'm sitting safe on crocodiles. I look forward to winning all the others, and we will join you next week.